Welcome to the Team Building Podcast, where you'll learn how to build a dominant real estate team in your market. Featuring masterminds with team leaders and mega agents, plus in-depth interviews with operations managers and marketing directors of some of the top teams in the country. You'll learn the latest methods to generate and convert leads, streamline your operations, recruit and train better agents, and raise your profit. And now, here's the latest Team Building Podcast. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Matt Johnson. We're back with another episode of the Team Building Podcast. We've got an amazing guest. Uh, He's going to share his story of before and after coming to the workshop, and we're going to talk about the next steps in building his team to total and complete universal domination. And uh, joining me, as always, uh, to help you learn how to build a dominant real estate team in your market is my co-host, the illustrious Jeff Cohn. Jeff, what's up? Ooh, illustrious. That's exciting. You know, I'm really excited today. We're bringing you all of the different options when it comes to facial hair, head hair, and both. So That's Matt, right. thank you for providing both. Jamie, yeah. thank you for providing nothing. And I, uh, I'm i at least giving you guys the fit eyeballs down with um, the beard. Can, Jeff, I can I call you Goldilocks for the rest you, of this episode? Matt, you can call me whatever you want, bro. Just right. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's welcome in our special guest, Jamie Reynolds. Jamie, how's it going? All doing great. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, dude, we're super pumped, Jamie. And you know, Jamie came out to one of our workshops in the past, and he and I've exchanged text messages and instant messages quite a you know handful of times, uh, just as he's onboarded people and started implementing a lot of systems that we've shared with him. And he's a great guy. Uh, before we jumped on this live podcast, we were talking a little bit about some of the things we wanted to cover today, so we could bring extreme value to you guys. And we started getting into stuff. I said, "Hey, let's just start rolling the tape." So that we're not missing out on some of these value bombs. So, Jamie, tell the group, I guess, where you're selling, what your team looks like, kind of some of that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so we're in um, uh, just outside of Birmingham, Alabama. We kind of focus on a little pocket uh, corner of Birmingham called Trustville. Uh, it's Trustville, Leeds, Moody, Springville, Odenville. We got about five zip codes that we um, that we advertise in, we stick to. Um, I have a business partner, Josh Vernon. Uh, our group is the Josh Vernon Group, and we're at a small brokerage called Brick Realty that's new with a lot of technology. We're having a lot of fun with that. We got a very exciting broker that owns the company that's got a got a huge vision for where we'll get one day. Um, we're still a very young team. I got my real estate license three years ago. Joined up with Josh. Um, we didn't know exactly what we wanted it to look like. We just knew we wanted to get after it and see what we could get done. But today. Uh, the team has nine licensed agents, including Josh and myself, um, and we kind of do the split model. We have a listing team and a buyer's agent team, um, and we have uh, three full-time admins. One that acts kind of as an ISA primarily, leads uh, lead generation efforts, and then two, excuse me, one specifically that works on the listing side of the transaction, one specifically that works on the buy side. And where will you guys end up this year in terms of unit uh, sales, gross commission, and sure. volume? Sure, absolutely. Right now, we've closed 265 units for 53.9 million. Wow. I think we're almost at a million and a half in commissions, just shy of that. So, wow. uh, we got another 25 we should get closed out. We'll be in the 290 range, probably. Wow, that's uh, incredible. Yep, getting somewhere in the 60 million dollar mark, and a million and a half should be should be kind and of. Where I, we and I'd up. say that's incredible because I know where you were last year. But why don't you share yeah. with all of our guests where you guys were? Yeah, last year. yeah, you know, and we were super excited last year. Last year the team um, looked a little different. It was about half the size that it is. We had four agents that finished the year last year, and we had one admin. Um, and we did 156 units and more like, uh, I think 36 million was close. You've had about a hundred percent growth in units and about 80% growth in volume. That's Almost. incredible. Nice job. Yeah, it's been, That's it's great. Been fun. Thank you. 
you know, a lot of times I talk to agents and they ask how to grow and I say add leads and add agents and teach them to convert the leads and teach them to generate yeah. their own leads. And really it's, it's, that, it's that simple. Uh, sure. Growing things though are tough. As you've seen yourself grow, I think a good starting question would be, where have you seen the most pain in terms of growing things? You know, we've been super, super fortunate in that we have, uh, we've been, we've just done a great job of attracting talent. And I don't think it's by any grand purpose uh, I think we just kind of laid a vision out there and we made it crystal clear that we were going to do it. Um, in the beginning, it was brand new agents that came on board. So, you know, they didn't know anything and they learned our way. This year, we added two agents that had 10 plus years experience. And I think that's part of our explosive growth. Um, a little bit of a growing pain in that, you know, that we had to unlearn some of the things that they did. You know, we, we, right. uh, we're very much uh, our admins do all the paperwork. They do a lot of things. So there's a little bit of a control that those agents had to give up. But once they learned that all they had to do was show up and work those leads, um, Alan on our team had taken an entire year off, had decided to quit real estate. Uh, he started with us in January and he's going to close 40 units this year. Um, wow. Christy, Christy started, I think, in May. She's going to be upwards of six million and close to thirty units in that time frame. So I think a great question to follow up to that with is a lot of people listening to this don't usually have a problem finding new agents to join their team or agents that have only been in the business for a year or two. But you were able to snag two veteran agents. Share mm -hmm. with the audience maybe one or two value points that you were able to share with those agents to convince them to come over to your team versus just selling on their own. Yeah, I think what both of them saw was that. You know, everybody knew that Josh and I could sell houses. That was that was our beginning stage. And then uh, then we did bring two new agents. Um, Lauren came to our team with a year's worth of experience, but she moved here from another market. So she started from two states away. She started here with zero database whatsoever and just got in and dug in. And she started sold 35 houses her first year. How many of those um, were leads you generated to her? You know, honestly, her first year, it was probably almost all of them. Um, you know, cause she had, she had no database whatsoever. Um, but she can convert leads. She connects with people. She's done a tremendous job. And then our next hire was Sandy who had zero experience. She came from the banking industry. So she actually went to real estate school and uh, she came to us. We thought she was going to transition. She said, Hey guys, I quit my job. So I'll be here Monday. Nice. And uh, kind of scared <laughs> us to death, honestly, you know, cause she has just had a new baby and, uh, you know, had a, had another one. And then a husband who was, used to her making about $50,000 a year at the bank. So, but you know, she had a, she had a great first year you know, as well. So, you know, here in Nebraska, Jamie, we call that throwing the hat over the fence. I so like it. I'll tease I you like a little it. bit because you have a little bit of a Southern draw. That's right. So, That's right. You, know, you want to motivate yourself, toss the hat. And I find, and you guys argue this point, I, I don't know that you can, uh, a majority of agents that I have seen quit whatever else they were doing that was distracting them from real estate and go all in into real estate have seen success. It's the ones that try to keep one foot in something else and one yep. foot in real estate that crash and burn, not only in real estate, but in the other thing that they have their foot in. The only reason they're stepping into real estate is because they're bored or, you know, or don't have the passion around the thing that they were doing previous. And so they can't be successful there either. Hey, let me switch directions real quick and ask another follow-up question. You had mentioned your broker. Um, one of the things that they were doing was putting a lot of focus into technology. And you know, technology is a big buzzword that I hear quite often spoken, but I don't see it quite often implemented. And I think that agents sometimes will hide behind saying, oh, we have a lot of technology. What does that mean for your broker, Jamie? And what does that mean for your team in terms of how you guys have chosen to utilize technology and implement it in your business? Sure, absolutely. Um, you know, our, our office is 100% 100, 100 paperless. We use a couple of different programs. Our team uses Dotloop. 
Um, okay. And that seems to really connect with people our age. Um, every agent I'm on my team, I'm 30, how old am I? 32 now. I'm 32. Josh is 34. How old is Josh? Okay. Josh is 34. I think we have one agent that's 40, and we have two on our team in their 20s. But uh, okay. uh, I mean, our average age is probably 34, if you want to cross Okay, the so you're old millennials. I think Wikipedia says a millennial yeah. is anyone born in 1978 to 1981 is the oldest okay. threshold. And I'm, I kind of fall in that same bucket. I just had my birth, 35th birthday. I okay, gotcha. Dot, loop, I gotcha. dot loop works really nice. What else? Dot loop works really, really well. And, you know, the, the days of us um, finding houses on MLS, I mean, I think those days are over. Every client we work with finds their own houses. They call us and say, hey, we want to go look at these houses. So we've tell really encouraged. You, yep. Tell us how you help educate your clients to teach them how to utilize either your website or yeah. your company's website to find property. And then. Yeah, sure. And, you know, some of those, some. Some of those growth uh, growth stages, things that we've learned, you know, in the beginning, we were we were originally a Remax team when it was just Josh and I. And we used our our Remax provided website. Um, one of the huge things we took from you guys was we definitely got on the Boomtown uh, wagon. It's been fantastic for us. We have a beautiful, beautiful website. And that's that's one of the things we do, whether somebody comes from Zillow or Trulia or any other lead source. One of the very first things we do is encourage them to then get on our website so that we get them away from other agents that can't find them, can't see them. Um, and we encourage them, we teach them how to set up e-alerts or we do those for them um, so that we go from, you know, trying to hope somebody finds a house to they're texting us. Hey, look, I found this house, this house, and this house. Can we go Tuesday? And, you know, our job just becomes how quickly can we show them those houses and help them pick something that works. Awesome. Love it. When you guys do meet with those clients for the first time, are you having them sign any type of exclusive buyer agency agreement? We've, we've never done that. You know, in our market, uh, I, I've probably uh, taken as many of those from people that have signed agencies. So I've never lost, you know, to me, that's just a gamble of real estate. You yeah. know, if you show up, our motto has always been go show anybody that wants to look. Don't waste time if you've got somebody clearly who can't. But we don't make people sign anything. We don't make people get pre-approved on the first showing. We encourage them to get pre-approved quickly so that we know, but we've also got great lenders who sell us as much as we sell them. And, uh, you know, so we try to connect them with those people. So they know that they've got a great lender. The lender tells them they've got a great agent and we quickly yeah. form a partnership where it's, you know, as quickly as somebody wants to be in a house, you know, if somebody yeah. needs to look at 10 or 15, we're going to do it. I always am talking to my team about how much time we have awake. You know, people talk about 40 hour work weeks. If you only sleep seven hours a night, seven days a week, there's 127 hours. And yeah. so it boggles my mind when agents say that they only spent three hours prospecting. And I say, sure. well, did you spend the other 124 hours meeting with clients? And people <laughs> say, oh, they're not approved or they're not qualified or I think they're kicking tires. Nonsense. And I'm like, I'm like, you're kicking tires. You're sitting in the office. Go, go show yep. someone a house because yep. that's how you're going to build a relationship. But I would challenge you to have your agents have the conversation and have them sign exclusive buyer agency. And that goes for anyone listening because it sets up an expectation with the client that you are a professional and that you're gonna sure. provide a service. And when you're not doing that, you make yourself no different than any other agent that's willing to open a door for them. While, sure. the, while the contract probably won't hold up, it's setting the mindset with the client that you're there for them, you're gonna to go to town and work for them, et cetera. So sure. it might be something you consider. So we've talked about gotcha. DotLoop, uh, we've talked about technology. You said e-alert, which is a buzzword with Boomtown. That's just mm -hmm. essentially setting up automatic emails. And if you guys don't yep. have a fancy, you know, CRM tool out there, you can set people up. Typically, your your local MLS is going to have mm -hmm. a functionality that allows you to set up an automatic email, and then just make sure you're following up with your client and letting them know when they do find something. 
you're going to be more than happy to go out and take a look. Sure. What other technologies have you guys had success with, Jamie? Um, you know, I, I think just a huge thing is, uh, I don't know about your market, we have a lot of older agents in our market that uh, get very set in their rules of don't text me past five o'clock or don't do this. You know, like the stuff that you just said, uh, you've met my wife, Araya, and uh, she's very tolerant of this for the most part, but I'm still texting clients at 9.30 or 10 o'clock at night sometimes. You know, and, and a lot of times it's not about let's go look at a house. It's, hey, man, yeah. how are the kids doing? What's going on? You know, how's the new place? And it's amazing, uh, you know, the, the referrals that are created off of that. I think oh, one yeah. of our greatest one of our greatest stats this year is while we're at uh, 265 units closed, I think we have 133 that we can track to either sphere, referral, or repeat clients. So over half of our business this year uh, is business that didn't cost anything. Yep. You know, I love you bringing that that point up in terms of communication and how one wants to be communicated to. A great book, Michael Mayer's book, The Seven Levels of Communication, addresses Absolutely. a lot of these things. But in terms of time, what I love about texting and phone calls is the person on the other end can decide when they want to allow themselves to receive a text or a phone call. So for those older agents, and it's not just older agents that don't want to text after five, tell them to shut their damn phone off. <laughs> That's right. I love it. Really, they can control it. My phone's on do not disturb all the time. No one ever has called me. If you ever visit Omaha, ask my kids or my wife if they've ever heard my phone ring or vibrate. Sure. They'll say they have not. I decide when I want to communicate and engage with people. Yeah. So absolutely. we all need to control our, our phones and our technology. So you haven't talked at all about dialers. I was hoping that would come up. Um, I talk a lot about Mojo Dialer and then my call center, 1000callsaday.com in the Philippines, uses the 5.9 dialer, which is a 10-line dialer. Have you guys implemented the uh, Mojo Dialer integration you know, we've with played, we've, we've played around with it a couple of different ways. We, um, you know, we used a company that was outsourcing that. We weren't thrilled with the results. They were, it was a great idea, but we found that in our market, you mentioned my Southern draw, you know, hospitality and manners are really, really important in our market. And these people came across like telemarketers. Yeah. And they were setting the wrong expectations. So our listing agent has kind of taken that responsibility over. Um, okay. I haven't been overly involved, but we do have Vulcan Mojo. That's what she did in Louisiana. She's comfortable with it, but I don't know all the exact stats. But she so does. Talking, what expires, FISBOs, that sort of thing? Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. Expires more than anything else. And then kind of our team has a culture that anybody, anytime, no matter what you're doing, if you pass a for sale by owner sign, we take a picture of it. It goes, we have a group app called um, Slack that we communicate through as a team. And that picture goes in, Lauren calls them when she has a chance. We, you know, we've, we've decided she's the one, she's the best at converting those. So the whole team takes it as a responsibility to send those to her. That's S-L-A-C-K. That's right. That's and right. And someone it's, takes a picture, they can upload it onto Slack and then it goes directly. So, to so what Slack is, Slack is very similar to, um, to like a group text, but instead mm -hmm. of us all group texting, Slack, you can divide it into channels. Every agent on our team has a channel that they can communicate to me, Josh, or our admins. Then we have an under contract channel. We like to post every house that goes under contract. We celebrate those together. Cool. And then every agent on the team, uh, or we have a general channel. When there's general information of, hey guys, we have a team meeting Monday, don't forget, or hey, your dues are due, or don't forget to be at this meeting. That goes in the general channel and that's where cool. we celebrate each other. You know, that's a neat topic and I've never had anyone bring that up. And that is how we communicate with our team, how we congratulate yeah. people on successes, announce meetings. My, yeah. my team uses Google Drive for our calendaring. And then we have a private Facebook page that only consists of admin and agents where agents can sure. post questions, ask people to help out on an open house, something like that. <laughs> 
and then we use a group email for anything that's official that we want to be sure everyone is reminded of. And what I've found is most people just use group email and seven emails go out a day and nobody's watching it. And that's so right. we reserve group email to only be sent by management, but anybody can utilize the private Facebook page on any topic. So that's really cool, that Slack app. Yeah, you might want to check it out. I, I think it's free up to so many, and then it's very insignificant price after that. But it's very simple. It's very much like a text. You get a notification. You can answer mm -hmm. it whenever you feel like. Um, it, it's been really good for us. It's very, cool. very simple. So we're asked a, very often, I get asked all the time by people across the country on panels and speaking, what technology is best to be used for constant communication with past clients? And in Omaha, I'm investing about $550 a month with viral marketing, getviral.com's their website, and they come out to my office, shoot two videos a, a month, and then email them out to my database of like 60,000 people. Have you guys used anything like viral to send constant emails or text messages to your past clients or your sphere so that you stay top of mind? I think that's an ongoing topic with us. You know, from the very beginning, we've known, you know, we, we've loosely built our team around millionaire real estate agent. We're not Keller Williams agents. We never have been, but we have a ton of respect for that organization. So, and, and our coach, I think Matt uh, knows our coach really well, Jenny Williams. Um, mm -hmm. So we've, we've got a ton of respect for that and we've tried to implement it. We've gone to, quarterly newsletters. We use some print advertising. Uh, we have used Pop Viral in the past. We're not using it right now. We probably will add it again in the near future. One of our huge goals this year was when we added Stacy, that's acting as our marketing director, was to organize and get our database in one place. It's just been sporadically all over the place. Um, so we've Real done quick, a let, me, let me pause you. You talked about a quarterly newsletter. And mm -hmm. so I'm assuming this is mail. You're sending this out snail yep. mail. Uh, yep. You're probably doing it the inexpensive way where you're just doing zip codes and spending like 19 cents a piece. How many addresses are you mailing those to? Internet. Now this actually, this is a four page newsletter specifically to our database. These are people that we actually know. These aren't, uh, we do farming like what you're talking about yeah. with a company that does postcards. It's very, very effective for us in listings. But the newsletter is much more of, these are the successes we've had. There's always a featured listing, a featured buyer, some stories. If we've added a new team member, things like that. Um, and we're sending that out currently to probably five or 600 families we've done business. And are, have all these families either, either bought, sold, or referred to you, or are there people they within are, the sphere that you think would yeah, buy, sell, right. or refer? That's well, kind of the way we categorize these. I tell everybody when they're building their database of their sphere is if you cross paths with somebody at the grocery store, would you say hello to them? If, uh, if they cool. make that, then we kind of put them on that list. Okay. Cool. And who's spending their time putting those newsletters together? Your marketing um, well, person? Well, that's our marketing person. Uh, Jenny's been effective in helping with that in the past. We've got a... Uh, a girl that has a um, a design company that does all of our postcards and she's fantastic on this print. So she does the majority of that, our flyers, things cool. like that. Guys, I hate print advertising, but I would say the only thing that I think is appropriate for print advertising is some type of a newsletter like that, Jamie, that's going out to your own personal sphere. And your numbers prove that 50% of your yep. deals are coming from your sphere. You're never going to be able to track leads that come off of, in my opinion, even viral marketing or those uh, newsletters that are going out to your sphere. It's just building brand awareness, That's keeping right. your face in front of people and letting them know you're a business, you're having success, you're growing and you're in the, you know, you're in the community. That's something we've tried to do from the very, very beginning. I remember one of our very first uh, coaching consults, Jenny talked about um, to build a mega team, one of your goals should be to be inescapable in your market. And that is something we've tried really, really hard to do. We started on the internet because that's the easiest and the cheapest. I think our Zillow reviews right now, we're upwards of 150 uh, five-star reviews. We've got a awesome. video on there. Something we work really, really hard at keeping a, a good uh, presence there. We've tried to make our Boomtown look as good as we can. We try to use 
uh, emails. We do use Happy Grasshopper. I don't know if that's a service you've ever looked at. No. That's, uh, that's I'm been glad a you brought service. that one up. Why don't you share with the users what that website is? I think it's happygrasshopper.com. Yeah. Happygrasshopper.com. It? Um, it's it's actually uh, it's just a fun email service. You know, it's not it's not um, real estate related. They're typically little little bits they've taken from news stories. You can pick every month from six or eight different choices. Um, the product they have that I really like though is for their internet leads. It's a, um, I forget what they call it, but basically it touches them over and over and over and over again, but they're very personal emails as opposed to kind of the generic real estate emails that yep. we're all used to. And it's coming from the agent, right? Not the brokerage. That's right. That's right. They all come from an individual agent. Okay, cool. That's really awesome. Any other services like that? Matt Johnson, anything else you've heard of agents using? There's one more I want to share, but and you guys think on it. TPMCO, the personal marketing company, they send out postcards for five years every every quarter, and it's $13. So if you have a closing wow. with the Johnson family, you spend $13 one time, and for the course of five years, every three months, a postcard, a six by nine glossy postcard goes out. Uh, and it always will like say one year, it'll say congratulations, you've been in your house a year, you've been in your house two years. Yeah. It'll you know talk about this time of season. Uh, maybe talk about spring cleaning tips or how to get ready for the winter months and stuff like that. So I think that's another really good one in the print world. Yep. What I don't like agent, agents having to feel uh, compelled to produce a piece like what you guys are doing, Jamie, I think the biggest negative of a quarterly newsletter is if the person that had you know produced something like that goes away, it becomes yep. a burden on the team of stressing out like, oh, we got to get that out. We got to get that out. So anytime you yep. can outsource something like that, I think it's going to yep. save you a lot of time and hassle. Yeah, that's what our team is really responsible for sending the content over, but we don't do any kind of assembly or mailing oh, or good, anything like good. that. So our, our uh, Stacy probably invests, you know, five hours in each quarterly newsletter. So, but people cool. love them. Every, every time we send them out, we get texts. Hey, I was awesome to see me or see, and we're in kind of a close knit community where a lot of our clients know each other. Um, something else we've tried really hard is to celebrate closings on Facebook and uh, tag like our lender partners and our closing mm -hmm. stuff. Everybody knows who our closing attorney is because he's in every picture that we take, you know? Cool. So <laughs> it's just, uh, we've, we've tried really hard to incorporate all the people that are partners with us, um, you know, to make sure that they understand these are their clients, just like they're our sure. clients and, and to, you know, to take full advantage of that. Who's paying for the party? We pay for the party. I think it'd be great if the other people paid for the party. <laughs> I know. You guys, are doing, all, you guys are doing all the hard work, man. Yeah, we've done all the heavy lifting to this point, and it's been a very expensive proposition. But uh, You know, and I would recommend to anyone listening that doesn't already have marketing service agreements, and Jamie and I chatted about this a little bit yesterday, but why not reach out to those people that are actually in the room the day of closing and tell them you want that closing experience to be like something that those clients have never experienced before and ask everyone in the room to contribute 25 bucks whatever it is legally and just make sure. that day really special. And like you said, you're already capturing it on social media. So have yep. some balloons, a bottle of wine, a fruit basket yep. and make it look like you're having a party. Yeah, we do. Uh, we do a little gift basket for everyone, but there again, that's on us. We've, um, we had done a spaghetti basket in the past with all the ingredients to have a spaghetti and a, and a wine. Um, now we do a wine with a cookbook and some balloons and a, a really neat looking set of keys. So we've done, we've played around with some different things, but every person ends, on that note, pictures, we celebrate it, of course, if they want to. Now, what, what about the uh, the Zillow reviews? What are, are you looking for a certain time during the transaction? You're just going through- Yeah, you know, we've, we've played around with it a little bit. You know, we, we hear from a lot of people to do it uh, right before the transaction. So we, I think we've got our Boomtown drip set up to when we go on pending, they start receiving some emails that reach out to them and ask for that. 
Um, our admins, that's actually one of their last tasks in a transaction though, is to actually call, tell the people, hey, we sincerely have appreciated it. Is there anything else we can do? And Lindsay lets them know that as soon as that Zillow review pops, they're going to get a $10 uh, Starbucks gift card hmm. in the mail. That's we've seen awesome. a huge, we've seen a huge return since we've added that. That's, that's awesome. Cool. Yeah, so man. every time we're, we're interviewing someone, Jamie, I'm always sitting here thinking, what would our guests want me to ask? So instead of me asking, because I have a lot of things I'd like to ask sure. you, what are some things you think you should share with our audience that you know directly attributed to you guys pretty much doubling your sales in the last 12 months? Yeah. I, you know, I think, first of all, kind of figure out who you are and what you want to be. You know, my story is a little bit unique in um, real estate in that I was in another sales industry for 10 years. Um, and it kind of very much hit a ceiling and, and was looking for an escape and I didn't know exactly what it wanted to be. And I was happy in that career. I was, I was successful as the top agent, but we were in just an industry to where there was a very limited income earning potential. So um, we went uh, on vacation and I have a tendency to pick up a book and um, millionaire real estate agent just kind of All right. out at me and just kind of looked like something interesting. So um, I, that's a long read for a beach trip, <laughs> but it made sense to me, you know, and what I loved about that book was how important it was to create the vision, you know, and I'm a big believer that if you know what the end picture is going to be, you'll figure out how to get there. You know, mm -hmm. we haven't done the very best job of, of tracking every single stat and knowing those things, but we always know, that we want to grow by this and something about that. We have a tendency to attract the right people and create the vision and move forward. So we knew our very first year, Josh and I started, we said we would sell a hundred houses in our first year and everybody said we wouldn't. It didn't seem that unreasonable to me. And when we sold 108 at the end of the year, we weren't that surprised, but everybody mm -hmm. else was. So um, I think really, you know, I was in another industry that we always talked about tying a why to something. And as long as you understand and you put a financial goal and say, this is, and then when it gets a little bit tough and when a few deals fall apart or when you got a horrendous client or a terrible lender, you'll get through it. You know, you'll, you'll put one foot in front of the other and just get through it. The purpose is bigger than yourself. It's bigger than the Absolutely. commission to the sale. And so, you know, we host uh, mastermind groups with my agents. I have two different groups. We split the agents based on whoever sold less than 25 sales last year or more than 25 sales. Yeah. And every month I host a lunch that's about a 90 minute lunch. And every year in December, we put together our vision boards and present our vision boards of our why. So as sure. the year plays out, everybody isn't answering the question of, you know, I have to make 300,000. They're saying, I have to take my family to Disney World. I have to build that next house. I have to yep. save for my child's yep. college fund. And the way we look at each other changes when we know what people's true mm -hmm. desires are to build wealth. Sure. A lot of people think sure. people that build wealth are greedy and you know they don't want to mm -hmm. share with others and they don't really yeah. know people's true intent. And by answering for ourselves and for the world around us, our why, it really changes things. So I think that's great. And that's a really good answer. What are some of the other things you feel like you guys implemented to get great uh, results? Well, I tell you something we're doing this year that we're super excited about is uh, Josh and I have always kind of picked our goals uh, up to this point. This is what our goal is going to be. This is how we're going to build it. Uh, this year we've challenged our team to come up with their own goals. You know, what, what do you want next year to look like? How much money do you want to make? And it's amazing the difference, you know, our listing agent this year, um, I don't know that she'd really want me saying this in front of tons of people, but she's going to make $350,000 this year. Um, nice. you know, and she's going to do that with no expenses. You know, I mean, we, we pick up the tab for the majority of it, but she's an animal. She's closed 108 transactions this year. So, mm -hmm. um, that's but incredible. then we have then we have team you know agents on the team. Uh, I'm I'm bringing on a new agent next week, and I'm pretty sure it was one of your podcasts, maybe with Andy that talked about um, 
lifestyle agents that are, you know, yep. and that's when she came to us. Her husband has the career. She's got a couple small children. And she said that $40,000 would be life changing income for them. So um, we're, we're mapping out a plan to get her to 50,000 is going to be the plan so that yep. we can, we can do that. And then if she wants to do that for the rest of her career with us, that's fantastic. So be if it. She wants to, yeah. If she wants to make a hundred thousand, we'll figure it out. But man, um, I got, I just got chills because you don't know how often I hear people say to me on my team, you've got to make me a hundred grand a year. And it's all about nonsense. how it fits into their agenda. Why would we not just appease the person that's with us, help them achieve their own personal goals? We well, can't answer their why for them or how much money they need to make to hit that why. I agree. So and, I love and that we were, you guys are doing that. And we were probably a little bit that way in the beginning. You know, Josh and I both sold 50 houses a piece our first, uh, first year together. And we thought, hey, everybody will want to do this. And then Lauren, our next hire, she did it. And then our next couple of hires didn't, and they didn't want to. And we figured out quickly that we were either going to run those people off or we'd be much smarter to help them create what they want. And what I love about those agents is usually that personality doesn't rock the boat. They show up to the team meetings. They do their part. They don't would, fight with other on agents. On the discast, who is that person? Uh, S's. They're definitely S's. Um, ISs SC. typically is what I've experienced. Maybe an ISC. Yep. That's, I have I have awesome. one that's an SC and one that's an IS, and they're both moms. They have small children. They make it clear that children come first. But my one that started that way last year, she's going to make a hundred thousand this year. She's she's focused. She uh, she takes it seriously, and like I said, she never causes any problems. She's just fantastic to work with. So I want to address something. I know we have guests out there thinking, well, these guys are crazy. You know, if you could have a hundred agents doing 50 deals, that's a lot better than a hundred agents doing 10. Show me a real estate team with a hundred agents doing 50 deals. That's what I was going to say. I'll, Find I'll, them. I'll call you a liar. I know it doesn't exist. If they have a hundred agents is, doing 50 deals is because they've got a thousand agents. <laughs> that's right. Right. Exactly. So, you know, I, I have a lot of inspiration from a great friend of mine, someone I've looked up to for a very long time. His name's Greg Harrelson. He's one of the top agents, if not top teams in the country. I think this year they'll do 1,800 units in Myrtle Beach. He owns oh gosh, several Century 21 brokerages. And he asked me a great question about a month ago, and I've stolen it from him, and I've been asking everyone within my organization. And he asked, Jeff, what's your passion? And so I think about it with each person. I couldn't believe, I, my first year I sold about 55 houses. Jamie, similar to you. And I had a very strong passion to be successful and provide for my family. And I find there's people that come into my organization that don't have that same passion. And while that's okay, I do feel as a leader, and this is something that resonated between me and Greg, as a leader, we are compelled and it's our obligation to help inspire those that follow us and help them be the best version of themselves. Not everyone can be a Matt Johnson, a Jamie, a Greg Harrelson, or a Jeff Cohn, and that's okay. And too yeah. often we try to make people become who we are and we want them to become who we are and it's just not going to happen and that's okay. It, but I do, I do believe we're doing them a disservice if we follow what I believe a lot of traditional brokerages do across the country and that's just charge a flat fee to let someone sit in their office and there's no passion, there's no drive, there's no mentorship. So you kind of have to find that happy medium that fits your team's culture. Yep. I agree. Yeah, I, I think, you know, uh, I, I heard, I've heard different teams that say, we absolutely require you to be here and do this. And we, we have a measure of accountability and we're working on it, but we kind of provide accountability that people want, you know, I mean, if they, uh, I've made it very clear, I'm happy to meet with every agent on our team once a week. And Josh and I have an open door policy. Some agents take advantage of it. Some abuse it, <laughs> but you know, that's okay. You know what, what we found is, there, there's not one size that fits all on this thing. You know, that if we sure. can, if we can create a home, 
uh, where we provide leads and we help them uh, have the success that they want that, you know, the back to your point about 50 agents, you know, 50 transactions. Uh, most of those 50 transactions, your people don't want to be on a team. They don't understand it. They don't get the vision. You know, a lot of those guys think they want to do it on their own. Um, and I have a few of them that have figured it out that, that it is much easier to do it on a team. Oh, yeah. Um, but, but uh, you know, those 20 and 30 a deal people, they're, they're the people that stay forever. You know, those yep. are the people that you build relationships with and build a life around. And, and I think what you talked about, about a passion is a great question. Uh, I would say Josh and I very much started out that we were going to make a big splash. We we're going to make a name for ourselves. People are going to know us. Um, that, that passion is now very much switched to me for now. Let me, let me help Lori create that $40,000 and change her world. And, you know, Lauren on our team, if she wants to sell 120 units a year, then I want to help her do it, you know, and then I want to help her figure out a way. Some, I know something you and I are, are scratching the surface on a little bit is then let's help them create a lifestyle with some kind of wealth building strategy, whether that be buying real estate or infinite banking we've talked about or something else. And let's help them do that so that if one day they can't do 40 or 50 transactions a year, the fact that they stepped into our organization changed the world. I love it. You know, for so long, I wanted to be the top agent in my office. And then I mm -hmm. wanted to be the top agent at my brokerage. And then I wanted to be the top agent in Nebraska. And when I would step back and look at what truly brought me happiness, it was watching people's lives change that were within yeah. my organization and across the country with whom sure. I masterminded with or someone that heard me on a podcast. That's what really got me excited. And so yeah. for those listening that haven't you know, achieved a great success yet in the real estate business, if you make the people within your organization your number one priority and the clients that they serve, you will yeah. auto automatically be successful independent of the results that your team has. Yep. It's, in, it's impossible to fail with that. We've, we've always from day one said, do the right thing every single time and everything else takes care of itself. And that's not always the cheap thing to do. Right. Um, you know, when somebody makes a mistake, you step in and fix it. We've, we've kind of got a one mistake rule, uh, you know, on our team that any mistake one time we take care of, we don't want it to go over and over and over again. But, you know, we ask people to go out and do a lot of activity. Things are going to happen. It's going to cost some money. You're going to, I think Mark Zuckerberg maybe was the one that said move fast and break things and uh, stuff's <laughs> going to happen. You know, if you, if you move at the pace that, that we, you know, oh, yeah. your team tries to, our team tries to, and we try different things for a few months and if they don't work, we adjust. But you know, if you do that, then occasionally you're going to have to spend a couple thousand dollars to fix a mistake and the yeah. team leaders got to be willing to step up and do that. You can't charge the team for that. My, my brother for 10 years has said to me, the best problems to have are problems that can be solved with money. That's Especially right. when you have it. <laughs> That's right. So get on like a Frank. You know, the, <laughs> yeah. The longer the longer you let it stew, especially as a business owner, the, you know, the longer it's going to take you to pick yourself up and mo start moving forward again. Yeah. And yeah. you know, I teach my agents that, and we've all experienced our first deal that bombed after putting a hundred hours in. There is yeah. nothing more devastating. I think my first one Fair probably one. took me three weeks to get over it. And yeah. I, you know, you try to coach people on that. You try to tell them it's going to happen. It's going to happen. I and mean, it's just the law of averages. Going through it is going to be totally different than trying to tell someone. Yeah. But be cognizant of that as a as a leader when someone's deal doesn't yeah. go together. Put your arm around them. Tell them you know what how it feels and it's crappy. But there's going to be a lot more deals ahead and just learn from it. And yeah. as I experienced, I mean, the more deals I did, the more deals that bombed. I got better yeah. and less deals bombed. You know, you yeah. started finding those little about. holes. Yeah, that's what we talk about with with Lauren. Like I said, I keep bringing her up our listing agent just because I'm I'm amazed by her constantly that she she can consistently sell 10 houses a month. She does it in and out and in and out. But what happens is they come in waves. I mean, she will have five 
just blow up at the same time and she'll be so hard on herself. And I said, well, Lauren, the deal is you're doing 10 times what anybody else does. So instead of having one deal blow up, you have four or five hit at the same time. And it's just, you know, what, what we talk about on our team, a motto we've adopted is everybody's entitled to a bad day, but let's not let that turn into a bad week because those turn into bad months. And, you know, that's just not good for the team. So we try really, really hard to celebrate all wins. And uh, we've kind of got a quiet culture that, if somebody's having a bad day, hey, just send them a text and check on them, you know, make sure, sure they're OK. And uh, we've been very fortunate. And I know it's probably unrealistic to think that we can grow a culture that stays that way with huge numbers. But we've been so fortunate that we've, we've got a group that really takes care of themselves right now. Awesome. Jamie, where's, where's the, where was the turning point for you guys? How do you do 100 deals and then 200 deals? And for those listening, what's the best place to get more information about how you guys have implemented your systems and yeah. how to, to grow their business? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I think a huge part of it is kind of having a vision and, you know, uh, something we talked about is, you know, we found out about your team and what you guys were doing. We've always made it a goal to find somebody that's way ahead of us and try to figure out what they were doing. When we first started, that was our broker. You know, our broker was a couple hundred deals ahead of us. Um, and it's been fun to chase him, but we came out to y'all's workshop last week or excuse me, last year. And we were wrapping up what we thought was a tremendous year at 150 deals and we were stoked about it. But to come see, um, you know, it, it definitely solidified that, Hey, we need to look at this. We need to take this seriously, but also that just, just the fact that knowing somebody's done it, I've always been of the, the belief that, Hey, I'm hard headed and smart enough that if somebody's done it, we can figure it out. And I'm, I'm very, very blessed and fortunate to have, Josh is a business partner. Um, I have a tendency to be a big vision thinker, but I'm not the best on details. And then Josh, my business partner, is a brilliant strategist. He understands numbers. He tracks it. Um, and we have a very funny uh, personality difference of I only see the good in situations. He has a tendency to see the negative. So he slows me. He, he keeps me out of a lot of danger. Um, Sounds so, like the book Rocket Fuel. <laughs> so he's he's been really, really good for that. But we've we were really fortunate to cross paths when we did. We don't have a long-term relationship. I actually met Josh out working, man. He was doing an open house and um, I wasn't a real estate agent, had no interest in real estate. And we just built a friendship that's um, turned into something pretty fantastic. You know what I, I would say? I would say I've had the same experience with my two direct reports. Kevin McGowan's yeah. our operations manager. He's an SC, runs the business. And then uh, Andy Cuny is our success manager. A lot of people that are following this have seen yep. them in other podcasts. Awesome. And Andy runs the success team. Uh, he's a high IS. He's one of our top agents as yep. well. And they run the team. I could, I'm literally going to be out of town for a couple weeks over Christmas yep. and New Year's. I have 100% confidence in them. They have the respect of the team. And I couldn't do it without them just the same way you sound like you probably wouldn't want to or couldn't do it without yeah. Josh. So yep. you guys yep. wrap, wrapping up for those listening. Jamie came out and I know you saw 100% growth in 12 months after coming yep. to the workshop. We host yep. a workshop once a month, once a month here in Omaha. You fly in on a Sunday night, fly out on a Tuesday morning. It's $3,000 per person. You can bring one guest. And we just launched admin workshops that run congruent with our team building workshops. Oh, wow. So you could come with one of your management partners and then bring two or three admin. Uh, the admin workshops an additional $1,000 per person. You can find out more information about our workshops on our website. Go out to EliteRealEstateSystems.com forward slash workshops. And we have dates already on our calendar. If someone can make it, uh, we have a, a date coming up here in December. But the most likely dates that you'll be able to come and take advantage of are January and February. So please don't hesitate any longer. The, the value is insane. You get access yeah. to our Google Drive, which is all of our intellectual property. 
Uh, we have 20 hours of video content of different trainings we've ran in our office. We make that all available as well to all of the guests that come. So you'll spend a whole day with me and my staff. And Jamie, you know, share with the audience what you actually saw. Because people think of a workshop and they think they're like at a college dorm room setting or, you know, yeah. college coliseum setting. You're in front of my team. Talk about that for a minute. Yeah, that's that to me was what was so exciting is, you know, it's not it's not uh, at all what I would think of as a workshop. It's very much just um, you're you're just a guest in the daily activity. I mean, you see people there starting with if, if the format's still the same, starting with you guys Monday morning meeting of, yep. you know, hey, what did you do? I love the, you know, what we've done this week and saying it in front of a big room. There's nothing that brings accountability like that. So um that was awesome. And then, like you said, the different people that are in your organization and you were talking about turning points. I, I think every time you add a key person to your team, you see that level of growth. I remember one of the standouts, of course, the two guys that you just mentioned, uh, but your dad was very, very interesting guy to me as far as uh, incredible with scripts and presentation. I thought he was just amazing at that. And I know he stands up as a leader in your team and, um, we're very much that way. Josh and I lead the team and everybody looks to us, but we have both of our admins um, stand up and lead on our team. Both our uh, several of our buyer's agents do. In addition to taking care of each other, they also, if somebody moves in the wrong direction, a lot of times we don't have to correct them. They'll say, hey guys, you know, we're, we're moving in the wrong direction here. So, um, but, but yeah, the workshop was absolutely amazing to see those people in action. And um, I think you were working on the new office. I didn't get a chance to see the new office. So I imagine that's quite the facility. It's incredible. Yeah, we moved in in April of 2016. So we've been here almost a year and yeah, we've loved it. So that's enough about the workshop. Jamie, thank you so much for yep. coming on today. Matt, any other questions, comments, feelings? No, I just want to know, Jamie, what's the, what's the next step? What's the strategically for your team? Yeah. What's the next you step? know, we've, uh, we've kind of, we went over, um, we have a team leader meeting in our brokerage, uh, once a month and we kind of went over those numbers yesterday and Josh and I are, uh, we're declaring to the world we're going to do 400 transactions next year. You know, that's always been our first step is is declare the number <laughs> and then uh, figure the parts and pieces out. Our In, in our opinion, um, one of our admins is actually fixing to move over to the uh, real estate side. She can't stand it anymore. She's ready to jump <laughs> on board and uh, get in production. Then Lori's onboarding next month. So my guess is we'll probably add another four or five agents, probably another admin. And uh, a little bit of what Jeff's talked about. We've kind of picked our... Um, lead gen activities that we like we know who we are we know what areas we're in we're going to pour some uh some fuel on that fire and uh, just push the gas pedal down love it guys the most exciting point for me personally was when i knew 100 that by adding agents and adding leads i could make more money i had yeah. the systems in place i had the culture in place i had my why in place i knew who i was i knew what my organization represented and i knew where we were going jamie you're doing a fascinating job you're an example and an inspiration to everybody listening today, and you guys are gonna do it. You will hit 400. Add the agents, add the leads, continue doing yep. what you're doing, man. I have a lot of respect for you, and I'm excited to see what you guys accomplish next year. Thank you so much, I appreciate it. Cool. Yep. Well, Thank with you. that, we'll wrap this one up. Thanks so much, guys, for watching, listening, whatever the case is. So if you're watching on YouTube, make sure to subscribe to the channel, and then if you want the audio version, uh, go over to iTunes or Stitcher and subscribe there. That way you always get the latest episodes. Uh, we've got a couple episodes per month with Jeff and a high-level interview like this, and then we also do interviews with the other guys that Jeff mentioned, Kevin McGowan and Andy Cuny, each month on their specialty and pairing them up with someone else in the industry that specializes either in operations or actively coaching agents in the day-to-day -day, uh, production. So keep an eye out. This is the team building podcast. We appreciate you guys and we'll see you next time.